0: Welcome to Words with Wishlist. I'm Wishlist, also known as Wish on the Beat or Emily Davidson. I'm a songwriter, music producer, multi-instrumentalist, and former classical cellist and music educator. In this podcast, we explore inspirational topics on self-reflection and personal growth with creatives in mind. Whether you're a professional artist or a passionate hobbyist, I hope to offer some insight and food for thought for anyone on a creative journey. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Words with Wishlist. On this episode, I want to talk about mastery. This is something I'm really passionate about as someone who went to a lot of school and spent a lot of years developing my skills as a classical cellist. I really learned the value of mastery. And everything I talk about today is going to be my own personal experience and what I've come to believe as true, but I'm a big proponent of one size does not fit all. So I'm sure there are people who have had success or had a path that really worked for them who never truly mastered something in the way that I'm about to define it. But I really believe for myself and for many others, mastery is so important, not only in our professional field, but also with our relationship to ourself and the way that we learn and grow. These days, we live in kind of a jack-of-all-trades world, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Information is more accessible than ever to us. Now we can go to YouTube or any place online and basically learn how to do almost anything, especially since 2020. Online courses have skyrocketed, so we're really able to learn pretty much anything we want from home with a very easy access point. We don't need a lot of credentials or experience to get started in learning about something. And that definitely wasn't the case years ago. So overall, I definitely think this is a positive and I don't wanna say that I'm not in favor of being a jack of all trades or someone that has multiple skill sets or that is self-taught because I am definitely those things. I'm self-taught in so many of the things that I do. Off the top of my head, my music production is basically all self-taught. I don't have any formal education in music production. I also don't have any formal education in songwriting. So music production and songwriting are my main endeavors these days, and I'm self-taught in those things. But I'm very, very trained in music overall, from being a classical cellist and getting both a bachelor's and a master's degree in classical cello, And I, of course, do have college-level training in writing and other things that do apply to my songwriting and skills that I use in a more self-taught way. But I actually think that my extreme training in classical cello really set a great foundation for me to be able to self-teach and learn on my own for other topics. Now, one of the pitfalls of being able to learn things so easily and learn them on our own is that we are able to also kind of be our own teacher and we don't necessarily have one-on-one mentors or a specific degree program where we have to fulfill certain needs. We kind of just go as we're inspired and that also means when we're less inspired, we can drop off or not focus on the hard things quite as much Now, of course, there are problems in college and education. No system is foolproof or perfect. But I really do think there's a lot of value in the structure and the requirements that something like a degree or even a course with a teacher grading you or something like that requires. And why is this so important? Well, anytime we're learning something new, it gets hard after a while. We get discouraged. At some point, we hit a wall where things start to feel a lot more difficult than they did maybe when we first started out. And the issue with being self-taught or learning on your own or not having a really strong commitment that you have to follow through something like a degree is that when we reach those hurdles or those hard points, we have a much easier opportunity when we're self-teaching or more casually teaching to sort of back out or bail out and not follow through. Now, I'm not saying every single thing we do, we have to follow through to the end. Sometimes there are times where what we're doing just isn't working for us anymore, or we're realizing it's not what we thought it was, and we don't want to do it anymore. So I never think that we have to complete every single thing that we start out. However, it's very valuable, not only in our education on a topic, but for our own personal growth to understand what it really feels like to truly follow through. So many times in my cello journey, which I think of as my four years of undergrad and my two years of master's, but of course there were years before that where I was preparing for my college auditions and practicing on my own in that way. But Just in my higher education alone, there were so many times that things were just so difficult or I had to do things that I really didn't think were that important. That's a big one if you're getting a degree. There's always gonna be course requirements or repertoire or something that we just don't really wanna do. We don't think we're ever gonna use it in the real world, but it's a requirement and we have to do it. And the reason it's a requirement is because it makes us a more well-rounded musician or student of whatever it is we're studying. And what I think is so important of having to take on these topics or responsibilities that we just don't want to do or that feel too difficult is that when we're forced to complete them, regardless of how well they turn out in the end, but when we have to fully follow through, we gain the confidence and the strength that comes from doing that. So it's not just about the things that we learned. It's about proving to ourselves that we can go that distance and go all the way and Even though we may not use those skills or that information in a way that we think is gonna be relevant or a part of our everyday, we have that knowledge and we have that experience of going through that difficult learning journey and having to come out the other side. So what does it mean to master something? There are so many ways we could define this. For me, mastering is something that has to take place over a long period of time. Now, how long is long? That can be debated. But as I've talked about in other episodes, I'm just a big proponent of time and how there's no replacement for time. Even if you're learning quickly or you're learning faster than your peers, time is still an element that we can't control. And the amount of time we spend on something deepens the value. Now it doesn't automatically deepen the value on a one-to-one way that if we spend more time than someone, we're automatically more advanced or more of a master. But for our own scale, if we're comparing just to ourselves, if we spend more time on something, we are deepening our knowledge, deepening our understanding, deepening our commitment. All of these things take place over time. Usually, when we're self-teaching something, we have a goal that we want to be able to do a particular skill, and usually as fast as possible. The reason we're choosing to self-teach is because we want to get the ball rolling and learn about this right away. We might not be ready to make a serious commitment to it, like school, and we probably want the skill because we're eager to get going in whatever that skill allows us to do. So for me, that might be video editing. I started video editing very early on. My YouTube channel, I started in 2006, so even back in the early days, I was learning to edit videos so that I could upload them to my YouTube channel. I was never interested in learning it formally or getting a degree in video editing. It was really just a skill I needed to support what I was already doing, which was studying classical cello, and it allowed me to share those videos and that content with people. So I really wanted to just get going, learn how to edit videos as quickly and as easily as possible, and not go any deeper than that. Which is completely fine for that skill, I don't need to be a professional video editor. But if I approached all of my skills the way that I approach video editing, I would have this kind of loose, undefined knowledge on a lot of topics, but I wouldn't have that real depth and commitment that comes from really studying something seriously. When you master something, it's kind of the opposite approach. You have to learn the whole foundation from the ground up. So you're not just taking the quick, easy ways to get your results as fast as possible. You're really building brick by brick the beginning knowledge of your topic all the way through everything you can need to know about it to the advanced and beyond. So you're building much more of an organized structure. Now it takes longer and it's slower and it's more tedious, but the foundation that you're building is that much stronger as a result. When you master something and you really learn it from the bottom up, you're creating a knowledge base that can't easily be blown over. And what's so important to me in building a really solid knowledge base like this is it gives us the confidence in what we're doing. If you kind of half learn something or you learn it quickly, you learn it just to get to a short-term goal, you're not gonna have the same confidence because you haven't explored every corner of the topic. You didn't start from the bare bones and go from there. You kind of just jumped in wherever you could and got on the fast track. Which again, there's nothing wrong with doing, but the value in really learning something slowly and meticulously and covering all the areas, is that really starts to create you as an expert and then eventually as a master. So just as important as the knowledge that we're learning is the journey that we go on to learn that knowledge. When we master something, not only do we start with a very strong fundamental foundation But as we branch out, we're just building and building on that strong foundation. So when someone asks us about it, or when we are in a position where we have to discuss or defend or whatever it is on our topic of expertise, we have all the pieces there to do that. So it not only showcases our knowledge, but it showcases our ability to learn something fully and follow all the way through. Again, to master something, you can't drop off when things get hard. You have to keep following through, keep learning, keep pushing yourself to expand. And any master in any area is going to have this strong confidence and authority, not just because they know a lot, but because they truly earned that knowledge and authority by going through those rough spots. We really don't see what we're made of until we're pushed to our limits. Now I'm not saying we always need to be pushed to our limits or everything needs to be hard, but it is in those really difficult challenging moments where we have to keep putting one foot in front of the other that we see what we're made of. And often, those are the lessons that stay with us the most are the ones we learn through a lot of adversity. A master is not a master just because they started young or even just because they spent a lot of time. It's because of what they had to encounter along the way to becoming a master that makes them a master. And once you become an expert or a master at something, it becomes much easier to connect the dots between whatever it is that you're an expert in and so many other things. It's kind of like... Once you go all the way around the world, you end up back where you started. And I think the journey of mastery is a lot like that. You start with beginner eyes, and then you're taken on a journey where you learn and expand so much more than you could have ever imagined. But through that expansion, through that growth, along that journey, you start to feel very different than the beginner you once were. It's almost like a loss of innocence because you see how things seemed so simple in the beginning and you're opened up to all of the complexities. But as you learn those complexities and you work your way through each of those challenges, you're able to see those beginner eyes again and see all of the truth you had in those beginner eyes as well. But a lot of people drop off somewhere along the path of mastery, which again is not a thing to be shamed. We're not all gonna be masters of everything. But a lot of times the middle of the process is where you're the most detached from that beginner phase because now you're kind of becoming jaded or cynical because you're seeing how some of your beginner perspectives were not fully informed. But if you complete the information all the way through, all those challenges, then you can see those beginner eyes and see all of the truth that was always there. Once you master something, you understand both the rules and the exceptions with great clarity. It's kind of like that expression, and I don't remember the exact expression, but basically about when you're a beginner, you kind of think you know it all. And the more you learn and the deeper you go in something, you realize how little you actually know. A master can sit with all these complexities while also reveling in the simplicity of it all. Whereas a student might get lost in the complexities and be so deep in the learning process but not out on the other side yet that they see everything as complex. What I've enjoyed the most about developing my mastery on the cello and in music in general is how it becomes so much easier to draw the lines between things like music and other art forms and other forms of expression. When you master something, you really get in touch with the higher concepts. We have to learn all the lower concepts, all the details to fully grasp what the higher concepts really mean. But as those higher concepts really start to make sense, you can see how they're shared with so many other art forms and skills. So for me, mastering music and cello allowed me to self-teach much more easily because I had this innate understanding of these higher principles that allowed me to do things where maybe my skill level wasn't very high, but my artistic integrity and my intellectual understanding of the concepts was much higher because I had already mastered something. Which is why I think mastery is so important. It reaches our mind to a higher place where we're able to just draw parallels much more easily because we have such an in-depth understanding of a particular area. And that level of knowledge, that level of understanding can translate outside of just the skill or area that we've become a master in. The higher concepts of art and creativity span across all mediums. So once we've developed enough to really get in touch with those higher principles, we can use those higher principles in new areas where we're not necessarily a master, but still have that master mindset. Mastering something, anything, even if it's not creative, has... A wealth of benefits, not only for our skills, but for our mind, our ability to learn new things, and for our confidence in our knowledge. So in this world that we live in today of jack of all trades, teach everything yourself, learn it all, I support that attitude and having that openness to learn, but don't be afraid to go really deep and to truly commit to something long-term to show yourself what an expert and what a master you can truly be. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends, follow the Words with Wishlist Instagram, or go to wishlistmusic.com for all my links to get in touch there. Thanks for listening.